For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Patterns of Exile and Redemption in the Prophets. This is part one of the series. What we learned from the Torah is that beginning with the covenant that was made with Abraham, then Isaac, and Jacob, that Abraham was told of the God of Israel in Genesis chapter 15 that his descendants would go into Egypt and that ultimately the God of Israel would redeem them from Egypt. This redemption from Egypt is a foreshadowing of the ultimate end of the exile of the house of Jacob from all the nations where they've been scattered in the end of days at the dawn of the Messianic era. And the Bible tells us that this will take place during a period of time known as Jacob's trouble. The Torah commands the people of the God of Israel that they are to remember always the historical Egyptian redemption. In Exodus chapter 13, verses 8 and 9, it is written, And you shall show your son in that day, speaking of future generations, saying, This is done, that is the celebration of Passover, because of that which the Lord did unto me when I came forth out of Egypt. And it, the coming forth out of Egypt, shall be for a sign upon your hand and a memorial between your eyes, that the Lord's Torah may be in your mouth, for with a strong hand has the Lord brought you out of Egypt. In the commentary on the Torah by Moses Nachmanides, or the Ramban, to Exodus on page 168, commenting about this commandment, he writes, The verse is saying that you should make the Exodus from Egypt a sign upon your hand and between your eyes a source for discourse, distilling as the dew upon those that hear it. Now, the fundamental reason of this commandment is that we lay the script of the Exodus from Egypt upon the hand and upon the head. On page 169 to his commentary to the Torah of Genesis, Nachmanides goes on to write regarding this commandment. Thus we are to inscribe on parchment the scriptural sections of Kodesh, Sanctify unto me, which is Exodus chapter 13 verses 1 through 10, and Vaheya ki yavikia, and it shall be when the Lord shall bring you verses 11 
through 16 of Exodus chapter 13 and enclosed them in the phylacteries because of this commandment wherein we were charged to make the exodus from Egypt for frontlet between our eyes. We are also to inscribe and enclose in the phylacteries the sections of the Shema, Hero Israel, Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 4 through 9 and also Deuteronomy chapter 11 verses 13 through 21. It will come to pass if you shall hearken because we are charged to have the commandments of the Torah also for frontlets between our eyes as it is written and these words which I command you this day shall be upon your heart and they shall be frontlets between your eyes. This is why we also inscribe on parchment these two sections the Shema and Vehayim Shemoa for frontlets even though the Exodus is not mentioned in them for they contain the commandments of the unity of God the memorial of all commandments the doctrine of retribution which states that the consequences of disobeying the commandment is punishment and that the blessings come in the wake of obedience which forms the whole foundation of our faith this principle of remembering the historical Egyptian redemption as it relates to the ingathering of the exiles in the end of days Paul mentioned and also stated in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 1 through 4 and verse 11 as it is written moreover brethren I would not that you should be ignorant don't be ignorant that all our fathers were under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea and they were all immersed under Moses in the cloud and in the sea don't be ignorant about the historical Egyptian redemption that if you are a believer in the God of Israel not only you but all believers in the God of Israel did he redeem out of Egypt and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Messiah so five times it is mentioned here that all of our fathers were under the cloud they all passed through the sea they were all immersed in the Moses in the cloud in the sea they all did eat the same spiritual meat they all did drink the same spiritual drink now verse 11 tells us why we are to identify with the historical Egyptian redemption. Paul writes, Now all these things happened unto them for in samples, a type or a shadow, but they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come, or those who would be living in the generation to see the coming of Yeshua and what precedes his feet setting down on the Mount of Olives is the ingathering of the exiles during the tribulation period. In Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 15 we are told here that exile is a consequence for breaking the commandment given at Mount Sinai as it is written but it will come to pass if you will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God to observe to do all these commandments and these statutes which I command you this day that all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you and in describing the curses ultimately one of the curses is exile into the nations. Verse 64, and the Lord will scatter you among all people from one end of the earth even unto the other. In the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 5, page 244, it also speaks of the fact that exile comes about from breaking the Torah. What is meant by, now therefore, O ye children, hearken unto me? Scripture is speaking 
speaking of the ten tribes on the one hand and of the tribes of Judah and Benjamin on the other. For all Israel are called children, as it says in Deuteronomy in chapter 14, verse 1. You are the children of the Lord your God. Hearken unto me. Scripture exhorts them to fulfill their duty of hearkening to the commandments or to the Torah and depart not from the words of my mouth. He exhorts them to keep their promise of doing them as they had undertaken at Sinai. All that the Lord has spoken we will do and hearken. Exodus chapter 24 verse 7. For they were exiled on account of having transgressed both of these things. In Deuteronomy in chapter 30 verses 1 through 5 we are given the promise of gathering the exiles of the house of Jacob from all the places where they have been scattered. In Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 1 through verse 5 it is written it will come to pass when all these things are come upon you the blessing and the curse which I've set before you and you shall call them to mind among all the nations whither the Lord your God has driven you. And you shall return that is shuv, repent unto the Lord your God and shall obey his voice, meaning following Torah, according to all that I command you this day, that is the word spoken at Mount Sinai, you and your children with all your heart and with all your soul, that then the Lord your God will turn your captivity and have compassion upon you and will return and gather you from all the nations whether the Lord your God has scattered you. And if any of you be driven out under the utmost parts of heaven, from there will the Lord your God gather you, and from there will he fetch you. And the Lord your God will bring you into the land which your fathers possessed, that is the land of Israel, and you will possess it. And he will do you good and multiply you above your fathers. What period of time are we talking about when you return to the land and he's going to do you good and you will have it better than your fathers? This is referring to the Messianic era. This is referring to the promise of the ingathering that is associated with the Messianic era. In the book, The Messianic Idea in Israel by Joseph Klausner on page 33, he comments on these verses from Deuteronomy in chapter 30, which we've just read. He says, The idea of the return to Zion, that is the hope of redemption and faith in the return of the natives or the exiles to their own country, country that is the land of Israel is the cornerstone of the messianic ideal and it's found here almost in its entirety. In the book I Await His Coming Every Day by Rabbi Menachem Schneerson on page 14 he is making a reference to Mishnah Torah written by Moses Maimonides or the Rambam where he writes about the laws of the kings and the laws concerning the coming of the Messiah in chapter 11 of Mishnah Torah laws of the kings the laws concerning the coming of the Messiah Maimonides writes in future time the King Messiah will arise and renew the Davidic dynasty, restoring it to its initial sovereignty. He will rebuild the temple and gather in the dispersed remnant of Israel. He goes on to say that whoever does not believe in him or does not await his coming denies not only the statements of the prophets, but also those of the Torah and of Moses, our teacher. For the Torah attests to his coming, that is the Messiah in the Engadah, 
gathering of the exiles, stating, and now he quotes from Deuteronomy chapter 30, And the Lord your God will bring back your captivity and have compassion upon you. He will return and gather you from all the nations, even if your dispersed ones are in the furthest reaches of the heavens. From there will God gather you in, and God will bring you to the land. These explicit words of the Torah include all that was said on the subject by all the prophets. Let's now look at the cycle of exile and redemption. It begins by the breaking of the covenant, that is not following Torah, and the commandments that were given at Mount Sinai. Number two, the punishment for not following Torah is exile into the nations. Number three, in being exiled in the nations, the nation of Israel experiences bondage by their captors, which brings about a yearning for repentance. And repentance brings about the redemption, and it's the Messiah who gathers the exiles of Israel. In the book, The Messianic Idea in Israel by Joseph Klausner, page 58, he comments regarding the book of Isaiah, highlighting that Isaiah speaks about the leaders of Judah being corrupt. And this is the part of the process that leads to punishment. He writes, Regarding the messianic chain of events, it goes like this. Sin causes punishment. Punishment causes repentance. And repentance brings in its wake redemption. And redemption is in store for the righteous. That is, those who repent, confess their sins, and seek to follow Torah, and are redeemed by the Messiah. The princes of Judah are referred to in their corruption in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 10 as rulers of Sodom and people of Gomorrah. In Isaiah 1.23, it is said of them, they do not protect the rights of the weak, they do not defend the cause of the orphan and the widow. In Isaiah chapter 1 verses 11 through 15, they are referred to as a companion of thieves, loving bribes, and pursuing rewards. The hands of the people are full of blood Blood. Therefore, even their prayer is an abomination, and their offerings and feasts are burdensome. In the Messianic Idea in Israel by Joseph Klausner, page 91, he further highlights from the book of Jeremiah the sins of the house of Judah or the southern kingdom. In Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 19, it is written, Your own wickedness shall correct you, and your backslide shall reprove you. Know therefore and see that it is an evil and a bitter thing. You have forsaken the Lord your God. Jeremiah chapter 5 verse 19 says, And it will come to pass when you shall say, Wherefore has the Lord our God done all these things unto us? Then you shall say unto them, Like as you have forsaken me and served strange gods in your land, so shall you serve strangers in a land that is not yours. That is exile. In Jeremiah chapter 2, verses 20 through 23, in Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 18, in similar verses, it speaks about the people forsaking the Lord and going after Baal, and especially after the Assyrian Babylonian deities of Shamash, which is the sun god, and Ishtar. In Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 8, it says, The heads of the leaders of the people are no better than the rest. 
The priest said not, where is the Lord? And they that handled the Torah knew me not. They're not teaching Torah. And the rulers transgressed against me. The prophets also prophesied by Baal. And the Messianic idea in Israel by Joseph Klausner, pages 91 and 92, in giving an outline of what is said in the book of Jeremiah, which speaks of the sins of the house of Judah or the southern kingdom. Klausner writes, King Jehoiakim, who turned aside from the Lord, built his house by unrighteousness and his chambers by injustice. And he uses his neighbor's services without wages and gives him not his hire. This is Jeremiah chapter 22, verse 13. The blood of the innocent poor can be found in Judah, not in a hidden place, but out in the open in every street. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 34. The princes of Judah do not please the cause of the order nor defend the rights of the needy, Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 28. And the common people of Judah belie the Lord, saying, It is not he, neither shall evil come upon us, neither shall we see sword nor famine, Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 12. Therefore they refuse to receive discipline and are unwilling to turn about in complete repentance, Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 3. Shall the Lord not punish for these things, and shall not his soul be avenged on such a nation as this, Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 9. Then punishment comes, says the prophet, Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 25. Your iniquities have turned away these things, and your sins have withholden good from you. And as a result, Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 15, the Lord will scatter the sons of his people among nations, whom they and their fathers have not known, and he will send the sword after them till they be devoured. Amos speaks about moral corruption that is happening in the northern kingdom, known as Ephraim or the house of Israel. In the Messianic idea in Israel, Joseph Klausner on page 38 write, moral corruption was rife among the people, especially in the kingdom of Israel. But the final outcome of the punishment and afflictions would be repentance and salvation. The cycle goes like this. Sin brings punishment. Punishment brings repentance, which in turn brings about the days of the Messiah. The period of affliction and punishment, the great period of affliction and punishments. The highlight of the period of affliction and punishment spoken about by Amos is a period of time known as the day of the Lord or that day. Amos also speaks about the condition that which would entail at this time is that the Torah would not be followed and would be forgotten. The Messianic idea in Israel on page 41 it says the prophet numbers also the cessation of prophecy or the Torah being forgotten by Israel. Amos chapter 8 verses 11 and 12 Behold the days come says the Lord God that I will send a famine on the land not a famine of bread nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro and seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. On these two verses are based the belief that the Torah is destined to be forgotten by Israel. The whole outline of the period, which must come before the advent of the Messiah, follows, and the characteristics are as follows. Exile, destruction, slaughter, humiliation, changes in the order of nations, 
and the cessation of following the Torah. In outlining the sins of Judah and Israel, which causes punishment, is that the leaders of the people are corrupt. They accept bribes. They shed innocent blood, etc. They do not protect the right of the weak, that is the poor, the widow, the orphan. They worship other gods, Baal and Ishtar. And the prophets prophesied by Baal and the Torah is forgotten. Sin then causes punishment. In the Messianic Idea in Israel by Joseph Klosner on page 122, he outlines the punishment that is spoken about in the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel writes that Judah has sinned more than Sodom and Gomorrah. And the punishment will not be less than the sin. The Lord will do in Israel what he has not done up to now, and he will never do again. Ezekiel chapter 5 verse 9. He will judge them by sword and by pestilence and by famine. And the ultimate punishment is exile and dispersion in various nations. Ezekiel chapter 5 verses 10 through 17 describe that these kinds of punishment will come as a penalty for the above dreadful abominations. However, with the penalties and the punishment will ultimately come refining and purification. It's said in Ezekiel chapter 22 verses 18 through 22, as silver is smelted in the midst of a furnace, so will the people be smelted in the midst of Jerusalem by the slayings, the distresses, and the destruction in order that the few or the remnant who emerge from the furnace safely may be refined by silver. Looking at this, we have outlined how that sin causes punishment. And the God of Israel will judge his people with sword, pestilence, famine, and exile. Next in the cycle is that repentance happens and repentance precedes redemption. From Jeremiah in chapter 3, Klausner outlines in the Messianic Idea in Israel, page 94, no other prophet emphasized the value of repentance for the whole nation as did Jeremiah, where he writes in Jeremiah chapter 3, return thou backsliding Israel, says the Lord, and I will not frown upon you, for I am merciful, says the Lord, I will not bear grudge forever. And if you will put away your detestable things, out of my sight and will not waver. O Jerusalem, wash your heart from wickedness that you may be saved, as it's written in Jeremiah in chapter 4. In Jeremiah chapter 3, Klausner comment in the Messianic Idea in Israel, page 96, Return, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am a Lord unto you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family and bring you to Zion. And I will give you shepherds according According to my heart, who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And it will come to pass when you are multiplied and increased in the land in those days, says the Lord, that they shall say no more, The ark of the covenant of the Lord, neither shall it come to mind, neither shall they make mention of it, neither shall they miss it, neither shall it be made any more. At that time they shall call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord, and all nations shall be gathered unto it, to the name of the Lord, to Jerusalem. Neither shall they walk any more after the stubbornness of their evil heart. In those 
those days the house of Judah shall walk with the house of Israel, and they shall come together out of the land of the north to the land that I have given for an inheritance unto your fathers. In these few verses, we see the mentioning of repentance, and following repentance is the ingathering of the exiles and the concentration of the nation in Zion. In Isaiah chapter 11, Klausner on page 63 of his book, The Messianic Idea in Israel, also shows us of the promise of the ingathering of the exiles. The ingathering of the exiles will take place at the time of redemption. Well, that's going to conclude part one of the series on the subject, The Patterns of Exile and Redemption in the Prophets. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts in order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others. We are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.